0: Hello and welcome to Curiosity Killed the Cat. I'm your host, Sarah. And for this episode, I'm going to be getting into the series finale of Succession. Uh, first, I'll be getting into uh, a little bit about the election episode and the funeral episode. But for the majority uh, of the time spent here, it's going to be on the epic season finale uh, series finale and uh, the Kendall girlies were not having a good day. But for the Wams Gams crew, uh, it was a, a sunny spot in a in a very gray sky that was this last episode. So let's get into it, shall we? So for the podcast, I last left off with Tom and Shiv's big fight at the tailgate party. It was the night before the big election. So here we are now at the election and i just wanted to go through a few highlights some of my favorite moments from that episode before getting into the actual finale um we have everything from the wasabi and uh lemon lacroix scene we have uh tom and greg uh doing cocaine together and then tom freaking out uh well, it starts with him wanting Greg to get coffee, and Greg is like, "I don't do that anymore." And then Tom fucking freaks out, and he's like, "Listen, I only want your Gregging for me today. I don't want anybody else Gregging for me." And uh, then Greg is like, "Do you do you want like a, you know that the, that thing you asked me about?" And at first Tom is like, "No," and then he's like, "Yes," and so he does it. They do it behind the glass wall that is. The office there, they do it behind a whiteboard, and then Tom is like, "Like, come on, Greg, aren't you gonna do it?" And he's like, "No, no, no, I don't want to be." And then uh, he makes Greg do it. Greg doesn't do it, and Tom is like, "Are you pretending to not do coke, or are you pretending to do coke, Greg?" And then makes him do it. So they're both kind of spun out for the rest of the episode. Uh, we get the touch screens going down. Um Tom freaking out about that, we get down to only three touch screens left or they what is uh Tom tells him at one uh tells Kendall at one point we're down to our last touch screen. Uh we get Shiv finally finally telling Tom that she's pregnant with their baby and he is very shitty about it. He goes, "Is that even true?" And the look on Sarah Snook Snook's face when he says that like she has acted with her face this entire, like, forever in this series. But especially this season, especially these last couple episodes, her face just falls, eyes well up, and uh, it just wasn't fair. It just wasn't good. It wasn't a good time. And then, uh, you know, we go back and forth with the Mankin thing throughout the whole episode. Uh, they think that the Democratic uh, president or the Democrat president is going to be, uh, most likely winning. Uh, Kendall tries to be father of the fucking year by calling Rava and telling Sophie that everything's gonna be okay. He's gonna win. And Roman is on fucking fascist fire throughout this whole episode, uh, in Mankin's back pocket. He thinks he's the big boy in town. And honestly, he was like, throughout this whole episode, he was a phenomenon to watch. Kieran Culkin has been. Phenomenal throughout this entire season, absolutely elevated above anything that he's done before in this show, and he's always been fucking good. Um, but this episode here was like, What the fuck? And it's like Roman has been like this the whole time. He's always said shitty, right wing, fucking, you know, incel type shit throughout the series, but it just was completely elevated in this episode, and Shiv. You know, as, like, Little Miss Democrat, as she tries to be, it's like they're all just pulling, trying to pull this election to what's going to benefit them. And Kendall is kind of, like, dead in the water throughout this whole episode. Not very decisive. Doesn't have a whole lot to say. Um, And by the time we get Kendall asking Shiv to call Nate to, like, check in with... uh, uh, fuck, what was the other candidate's name? I can't remember at this point. There's just too much that needs to go inside of my brain. Um, She fakes the fucking call. And at the last minute, Kendall goes, I'm just going to call, check in, just in case. And Shiv is like, you don't need to do that. And Kendall's like, why? And immediately you could see something's up. Like, he knows something's up. And she goes, because they're busy. And it's like, listen listen, <laughs> this is not going to go good, and it goes silent, we don't hear him talking on the phone, we see him outside that glass, that glass wall, and he comes up to Greg, and is like, hey, and finds out that Shiv has been dealing with Matson this whole time, and that if her guy wins, the deal's going to go through, if Mencken wins, uh, Roman is positive, quote-unquote positive, that he's going to help them block the steal, and um, it all comes down to that. Kendall gets pissed, he comes back in the office, and is like, all right, Roman, make like, minkin it is, calls her, like, a piece of dirt, uh, tells her she looks like she's shitting out a house brick, whatever that means, and, um, and, and that's it, and he even tries to call Rava, like, later, a, and asked to like see the kids and it's like seems like every time he gets in trouble he always wants to like come back to the kids like when the waiter thing happened in the season finale of the first season he leaves the accident scene walks back to the fucking manor whatever takes a fucking bath shower goes back on back into the wedding reception and immediately dances with his kids to a Whitney Houston song and it's like in this moment he knows he kind of fucked up with them. And and she's like, they're asleep. Like the night is over, whatever. And um, and that's that's kind of that. Uh Roman thinks he's on top of the world. And uh the funniest thing that happened in this episode was that the uh the election guy at ATN, um uh they're all eating at the, you know, their tables and stuff, and Greg has some uh what is what does Tom call it? Gas station, gas station sushi, and he's like, "Oh my eye, my eye, something's burning in my eye." It's wasabi. It's wasabi from the sushi, and uh, rather than pouring regular fucking water in his eye to fix the situation, Greg pours lemon lacroix in his eye, and I don't think it was the lemon cello lacroix, which is the far more superior flavor of that sparkling water. It's one of my favorites. You go key lime and you go limoncello. Those ones are the best. Lime and lemon are fucking basic as fuck, okay? And, uh, and Tom's like, you put lemon water in his eye? And he's like, the whole back and forth was fucking hilarious. And like, it just, it was a great episode. And then we go into the funeral of Logan Roy, We get uh, Roman the showman going through his whole speech in the beginning of the episode. And just like when we see the kids in the finale all, you know, grouping together, anointing the king, meal fit for a king. Everybody's all jolly. Shiv, Roman, Ken are all together. They're going to vote no on the deal together. And you're like, ah, warm and fuzzy feelings. This can't last too long. And watching Roman go through his whole fucking little funeral eulogy speech um uh see shiv lie watch ken cry something like that he had this whole kind of crazy ass cadence again with kieran colkin fucking phenomenal and you just are like dude there's just no way he's gonna deliver this eulogy in the same manner once this funeral starts you just know it and the three of them get in the car on the way to the funeral and for like you know, them being like, "Oh, Shiv betrayed us, bitch!" They have been betraying Shiv this whole freaking season. They, uh, the 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 Logan boys against Shiv. The Shiv, uh, Kendall, you know, pushing her out ever since his name showed up on that paper, crossed out, underlined, whatever. Um, and I think I said in one of the prior episodes that like Ken and Shiv have always been each other's biggest threats, and um, they're they're clearly the favorite children. Um, I, I I mean, I don't know if Logan really had favorite children, but he definitely regarded them in a very different manner than I think Connor, especially Connor and Roman. Um, but they're all in the car together. She tells them finally that they're pregnant. Roman makes the most inappropriate fucking jokes, talking about jerking off when he watches her breastfeed. Just freaking insane. This show is insane. Okay. And then by the time we get to the funeral, fucking uh tom is not gonna make it greg he's supposed to be uh tom was gonna be one of the pallbearers i think that's what you call him uh Craig steps in shiv's fucking the mom caroline's husband is like i can do it and Shiv is like no fucking no and i think he tells him like daddy's here and it's like no bitch you are barely the husband of their mom okay um But Greg steps in and does it. Tom doesn't show up because of work. And that plants a seed. Because I think um, Alexander Skarsgård mentioned in an interview that his character, Lucas, overhears, I think, Greg and Shiv talking about Tom not coming because of work. And uh, that plants the seed of like, well, maybe I can take Tom seriously. And when it comes to the American CEO stuff, that really works out in his favor. And it and it mirrors Logan in the first episode of the show ever, uh, Kendall leaving. I think the the Walter meeting uh, to come to Logan's party, and Logan was pissed about that. And I think that had a factor in Logan deciding to stay and not naming Kendall CEO at that time. And um, I'll get into the into more of Kendall being promised things and having them taken away later in the episode but um uh the the eulogies are about to begin it's supposed to be roman's turn to go up there and speak and uh ewan uh james cromwell that'll do pig um he just butts right in and is like i'm gonna fucking talk at my brother's funeral and just delivers this blistering eulogy about logan um kind of shocking i mean it wasn't too shocking because you know how ewan felt about him but he was also slightly protected he always voted in logan's favor and uh when we get to the finale and it's time to do the the board vote uh on the gojo deal he votes no he votes in favor of ken and you know so whatever um he gets into this, you know, a little bit more about their childhood, um, them as kids coming over, um, having to stay quiet uh, on a boat, about their sister who died and how um, Logan always believed that he brought um, sickness back from the school that he went to and how the aunt and uncle that raised them never did anything to, uh, they, they only encouraged that that thought process, that Yes, that Logan was at fault for um, his baby sister getting sick, and I totally forgot. I I watched a couple standout episodes before the finale just to just to get back in it. I wish I really wish I would have done a full series we rewatched before this season, um, but I did not. I I still think I kind of want to, um, but when. Logan was trying to buy Pierce in that second season and they had Rhea, Holly Hunter's character going back and forth with Pierce and, and Logan and stuff. Um, They go to do a, uh, a toast, um for Logan and Kendall tells her and this was like really funny but shitty at the same time that she should toast to his sister Rose that he would really like that and she fucking does she does this toast to Logan and then she goes uh you know a toast to his sister Robe in uh you know who is who's no longer with us and Dude, the light switch turned off in that man's eyes. Brian Cox's fucking face just was, like, stone cold. And it was a very bad move on her part, but due to Kendall planting that seed. So, um, an interesting backstory. We had, uh, Marsha in one of the fucking, uh, not Marsha. It was Caroline in one of the most insane moves I've ever seen. She grabs Carrie, because Carrie's sitting in the back, uh, brings her up to the front, and grabs some random lady that we're like, who the fuck is this? And we've heard about this Sally Ann character before, and apparently this was the Carrie to Caroline back in the day. So whatever Carrie is to Marsha, this woman was to Caroline. And Marsha, Sally Ann, who is Brian Cock, the lady who plays sally Ann is brian cox's uh wife in real life which is like a nice little cherry on top carrie and caroline all sit in the fucking front row to his funeral and it was like that was a, a very uh avengers end game of them okay uh but when it's time for roman to go up there for his eulogy After um, Ewan's eulogy, you could just tell that his demeanor has dampened. The pre-grieving has not worked. It's just that it hasn't fully hit him yet. And he was the only kid to go on the plane after, you know, it landed with Logan's dead body on it. But it all hits him here, which is perfectly normal and human and vulnerable. it's your parents' fucking funeral. Of course, you're gonna feel some feelings, but in this atmosphere, with all these people there, with Lucas, Matson, um, Menken, you know, Kendall watching in this new Logan-esque type way, he just, as Kendall puts it, shrinks inside of himself. He just comes undone, can't get through the his cards. And he just breaks down. The siblings come up to comfort him. And he's like looking at the fucking casket. And he's like, is he in there? Can we get him out? And it was like, holy shit, okay? And then Kendall comes up there, does his eulogy. And for somebody who said he never wanted to be like Logan, he ends his speech pretty much saying that he hopes that whatever, I don't know, magnificent force his father had, uh, he 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 you know hopes that he has it okay and um and uh you know he gets a little nod from Mencken, you know when the funeral's over i think he tells him like good job or something and i thought for a hot minute like okay here we go we've like he is no longer fuck like Menken has nothing for for Roman anymore like that breakdown that vulnerability that he showed was something that Menken can't abide by and I was like, okay, all right. Now, Ken was threatened by Roman's relationship with Mankin in the last episode. He literally tells that to Shiv. And um, I thought, here, okay, the power dynamic has flipped. Maken is going to be like, uh, Kendall's the number one boy. But by the time we get to the reception, I was like, oh, that's clearly not going to happen. Uh, because Ken starts talking to him about the deal and shit. And then... Greg comes over, Connor comes over, and then Shiv fucking comes right in. And this is after she's had the conversation with Lucas about um uh because after the election episode, she's like, This deal is gonna get fucked with Mankin and you know, with Roman having having his inside with Mankin, this deal can get blocked. Um, she needs to put all her cards together. So she tells Lucas that maybe it'd be a good idea that if the deal goes through that you appoint an American CEO because Macon is a fucking nasty Nazi fascist beyond fucking alt-right motherfucker and she's thinking you know with Lucas being you know a foreigner that it would probably look best to have you know uh, an American CEO and she suggests the puppet, you know, you could pull the puppet strings and like Matson is like, Well, who do you suggest? And she's like, Fucking obviously me, okay? And um by the time we get to the reception for the funeral and everything, um, when she pulls Megan away and she's like, I think she says like, Oh, I'm your extraction team and guides him over to to, to where Lucas is at and uh and Alexander Skarsgard works his fucking tall blonde viking uh magic on him and uh and i think what's made clear by the end of that episode is that matt that lucas had an extra talk with with uh menken and um that 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 like no matter what the deal is not going to get blocked by menken um and i feel like kendall blew it a little bit at that reception, he just wasn't... He just didn't have the cadence and the proper verbiage to really catch Mencken's eye. And like I said, by the time Greg and Connor come in, it it's just... There's too many people pulling at him. And, you know, going over to Shiv and Lucas, it's a little bit more streamlined. A little bit more to the point. And, um... And, uh... Yeah. Um, what happened? Oh, at the beginning of this episode, uh, before the fucking funeral, Rava calls uh Kendall to tell her, Hey, things are freaking crazy. There's people protesting all around. I don't feel safe. And and she shouldn't. She her children are Roys. They got a big target on their back and she says she's gonna take the kids upstate, that they're not gonna go to the funeral. Kendall fucking freaks out has his car go over to her house immediately and it's like a repeat of the fight that they had in front of the coffee thing. He tells her that she's I think chronically online and that it's, uh, does he even call it disgusting? I know he calls it disgusting to Shiv in the finale but he just does his mad Kendall thing. He says he's gonna throw himself in front of the car so they can't go and that's just not how it happens. And we never get to see the kids but apparently the actor, the kid actors were actually in The car, because the girl that plays Sophie, I think, posted about it on her Instagram. So the kids were around, but, uh, but had no access, Ken had no access to them. And what we see at the end of this finale, very much like Michael Corleone at the end of The Godfather 2 and Godfather 3, completely alone. Has all the money in the world, more money than he could ever spend in his lifetime or his kids could spend in their lifetime, um... But there is nothing there. There's nothing there. He gave it all away. Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, uh, let's see. What do I got? Ken, Shiv, Eulogy. We got Macon and Lucas. Rava and Ken. Shiv the Shiv. So Shiv did make the little bit of a mistake of giving Matson the idea of American CEO. Because we're getting the finale now. Um by the time we get into the finale, Lucas is uh, doing vibe checks with uh, other people. I think um, they brought up Lawrence from Walter, uh, maybe somebody else. But it's made clear throughout the entire episode that one of the vibe checks is with Tom. They are at the art gallery together. They're at dinner. They get shots. And then everything falls apart when Greg uses his little translator app <laughs> to decode what lucas and oscar were talking about and they make it clear that uh you know they're gonna have to tell shiv that it's not her and he realized he relays that message to ken who tells shiv and it's not necessarily nice or brotherly of him to tell shiv it's very much self-motivated. He wants to block the fucking deal so they could keep a- uh, they could keep ATN and waste our Ro- Royco. Roy Co. But he does it for a very... It's selfish reasons. Everything that they do is all for selfish reasons. It's all for each other. We haven't seen them as a truly united front since the whole 100 Pierce thing, which I'm like, does the Pierce group still think that they're going to be bought for, t- what was it, $12 billion? Was that still happening? Or is it like maybe that was dead in the water i don't know but um speaking of water we get this great freaking caribbean scene with 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 you know the three younger siblings and ken you know really throwing himself out there as needing to be the king of this deal the number one boy the the one head uh, what is it uh, one head run, one head one crown whatever he said in that episode to frank and um, <clears throat> they, the three of them come together momentarily to, you know, put a block up against this boat. Um, but I want to get into this finale episode in greater detail. I've got all my notes. And uh, yeah, so let's get into this from beginning to middle to the very, very bleak end for the siblings, Roy. Uh, Not so much for Connor. He's going off to Slovenia. He's doing okay. The only bummer I think for him is that him and Willa will have this long distance thing going on. But uh, one thing I kind of hoped, I kind of wish that Connor would have completely stood his ground with his presidential race and like, didn't, didn't need, The Mankin shit didn't need to be an ambassador to like whatever random fucking country they decide to send him to. I kind of wish he would have stayed, you know, for the con heads, you know, but that's okay. Whatever. Um, so anyways, let's get into this finale, shall we? All right. So we get this episode opening up with both Kendall and Shiv, uh, rallying the votes, uh, to vote yes and no on the deal, uh kendall is i believe that blonde guy uh is telly he was in the episode when they were going to buy pierce uh and whatnot so i don't know necessarily what it is that he does but um kendall's trying to gather up his no votes uh don't quite have stewie yet uh i believe it by the uh before the meeting they he says that Stewie is still wobbly, so they're a little bit, a little bit of a back and forth with that. And then we have a uh, shiv with Matson's crew, going over their votes for yes um they have the bigger number she's doing this really important thing of tallying the votes on a fucking piece of paper which is like we could have just done that with our fingers shiv but whatever we have uh mats in there and this beautiful kind of dusty mint green matching leisure wear suit that he's got on and um the thing is is we don't really know where roman is at so she gets a call from Caroline, which I think she tells Matson is like an associate of hers or some shit like that. But um, the mom calls to tell her that uh, one of her brothers is there with her. I believe they're in the Caribbean. Um, uh, and it's not Ken. So she figures out where Roman's at. And immediately uh, after this meeting with Matson gets on her fucking private jet and bounces and goes down there so she can um, sway Roman to her side of the deal. And um, so we see this uh, magazine uh, spread open in front of Matson, And it is a cartoon, a political cartoon uh, of Shiv pulling uh, Matson's strings. Okay. And It's the opposite of what she says to him at the funeral episode of like, you know, you need somebody that you can pull their strings. So this is kind of the opposite of that, showing that their power dynamic is more in Shiv's hand than in his hand. And um, she kind of was like, like, are you okay with that? And he's like, it's like, cool, cool. You know, Uh, I think he says people are always trying to and he like does these stabbing motions, he's like trying to you know, get at me, whatever. But um, I, I think eventually it does get under his skin a little bit. And, um, and uh, I think Alexander Skarsgård um, mentioned that in one of his um, interviews about the finale, that, yeah, he wasn't like super jacked up about that. And I believe we're supposed to know at this point that he's definitely not going to be picking Shiv, hasn't told her yet, and is not going to be telling her, uh dad doesn't even end up telling her actually um leaves it to tom near the damn end of this episode uh which is kind of wild because he's using her ideas uh you know anyways uh he got as far down the line with her i suppose as he needed um i think roman says he played you like a pregnant cello um and unfortunately i think in the last episode uh, at the funeral reception, um, they bring up the pregnancy talk. He eventually finds out about it, and, um, she kind of just goes off on, oh, yeah, like, I'm just gonna have a, a, you know, c-section, and, you know, take a week off, and give it to the nannies, and basically was just trying to be Little Miss Businesswoman about it, and, i I, lucas is a scumbag he's a fucking scumbag and so this pregnant first of all you know he is pulling her fucking strings for the most part and this pregnancy news doesn't do anything to help her out in in his eyes in his favor and so i think the pregnancy already turned him off and then i think this whole trying to be tough guy about it and how, you know, Oh, I'll just, you know, put him off to the nanny and, you know, whatever this kind of callous talk about when the baby actually comes is even more of a turnoff. Um, and it just, yeah, it's just, it's just not good. It's not good. Um, and so, uh, she just, she's just fucked on all sides here when it comes to this. Um, and he, you know, eventually, you know, tells Tom that, like, I have the ideas. I don't need anybody giving me the ideas. She was too pushy about the India numbers, all that stuff. And it just, it ain't looking good, okay? It's just not looking good. So Shiv calls Tom on her plane on the way to Mommy's house. And um, he's still totally afraid he's going to get shit-canned. Um... She kind of asks him if they can actually like talk, talk and um, wants to know if they can actually save the marriage. He is like, I, he says something along the lines of like, oh, you've, you've finally fallen in love and you don't like to fail at a test. And uh, what does he say? You don't like to fail at a test. Do you Siobhan? And basically being like, you know, he, he just tells her point blank. I, I don't know. You know, she's like, do you want to try to make this work? Do you you want to do this? We've already said the, the most horrible things that we could do each other. And they've done the most horrible things that they could do to each other. You know, she's always, you know, made it clear that she's better than him in this relationship. He fucking threw her and the siblings under the bus in the finale of the last season. So it's just, so I think she just figures since things have been so shitty, might as well just keep it going which is, like, never good for any kind of a relationship, especially when you're trying to bring a child into this world. But, you know, being pregnant, <laughs> it's it's better to try to raise it with somebody, with, with the person that you had the baby with than without. It's worth giving it a try. It's not, not in all shapes and forms of pregnancy and whatever, but for, for this case, in this fictional world here, you know, it is probably best for Shiv to say, hey, let's just try to give this one more go. And uh, he just flat out is like, I I don't know. I don't know if I can. And that's where we're left with that conversation. And then we see uh, Ken um, just trying to call Stewie. Uh, I think he's doing the whole Stewie Stewie thing, trying to be bosom buddies again. Uh, you know, we can win this. And Hugo comes to him. With uh, info from Greg, Greg's always got the hot fucking tea, okay? And tells Ken uh, that Roman is at mommy's house. And so Ken is, like, immediately calling her, demands to talk to Roman. She tells him he's really fragile uh, fragile right now. And Ken decides to go. And he calls his new assistant, New Jess. He goes, New Jess, New Jess. Which is like, fuck, that's horrible. Learn her name. Like, again, this was a not a good episode for the Kendall girls out there, okay? And I'm one of them. And, you know, I kind of was hoping in a way that Ken could pull it off. But it's just made clear by his demeanor. By I mean, look at how he's interacted with Rava. Look at how he fucking, uh, in the funeral episode, just she was in the calendar to have a talk with him about resigning about quitting and he wanted to move it to to work in this custody battle he decided at a moment's notice he wanted to go fucking full custody court battle with rava doesn't even fucking see the kids has nothing to fucking do with them doesn't even call them i don't know what happens off screen but now this motherfucker thinks just because he's loaded like Logan, he can take the kids. It's very Michael Corleone. It's very Logan Roy. And um, and he gets really shitty with Jess. He goes, oh, why don't you just talk to me about it now? And she goes, I don't want to talk to you about this now. It's your fucking dad's funeral. I, the last thing she wants to do is tell him she's quitting on a day like this. And then he goes, it's dumb. You're being dumb. This is all dumb. And I can't believe you would do this to me on my, the day of my father's funeral. And is like, listen, bitch. She had it on the schedule for days later. You're the one that wanted to talk to her about it now. So (laughs) as much as I root for Ken, you can't really root for Ken. And again, you can't really root for anybody because everybody does shitty things and everybody is wildly gray. Um, That's just humanity. That's just how it goes. And especially if you're loaded like this, your sense of reality is completely distorted from most people's sense of reality. So, uh... Uh, what does he say? He says about Roman, uh, I'm going to go bag him and tag him, which is like gross. Again, for selfish reasons, he's not going to see if Roman's okay. He's not going to go check in on him. He needs Roman for the vote, just like Shiv is going to get him for her vote. Uh, Shiv gets there first. Early bird gets the worm. Uh, and Roman is dressed like a borderline child, uh, apparently people, there's some, there's an, uh, Instagram account, I think that has always, um, done the fashion from succession and where you can, you know, buy the things and like Kendall's wardrobe is insane. He'll have a coat on that is thousands and thousands of dollars. I think his funeral coat was insane. Uh, but this shirt here that's worn by Roman is, um, literally a $13 t-shirt from Walmart, which I believe sold out after this big reveal, so I just thought that was wildly interesting Um, he's stitched up beat up from going into the fucking protesting crowd at the end of the funeral Um, oh, I didn't even get into real quick, Ken Ken's dynamic with Roman has turned into kind of a little bit reminiscent to how Logan started treating Ken after the waiter aspect, like all of season two, Kendall being literally like a dog on a leash. um, The only time Logan ever comforts him, puts his hands on him is when Kendall is broken. I think Naomi, the girlfriend says that like, he only loves you when you're broken. And um, Kendall is kind of pulling that with Roman, you know, with Roman falling apart, at his eulogy, uh, Roman couldn't even walk into the the mausoleum where Logan was going to be, not buried, but laid to rest. Uh, L- Roman says he... Ma- Dude, this was a line that I missed, like, the first couple watches of the funeral episode. He tells them, he made me breathe funny, talking about Logan. Fucking crazy. So, Ken, like, at the, the reception of the funeral basically tells him like y- you you fucked it. Like it's okay, but you fucked it. Like and and Roman's like why because I cried at my dad's fucking funeral and he's basically like yeah. And again, it was just it was a different kind of it, it was similar to Logan but a little but you know, more more Ken and um and he's like, you know, it's okay, I'm going to figure it out and it just Ken doesn't really figure it out. Um we get this uh w- and then roman after that needs to to get hurt needs to feel physical pain and um uh it's like um i don't know what it is this this i can't remember if you're masochistic if you want to get hurt if you want pain i think that's what it is so you know he goes into that crowd and he's like fuck you fuck you and then gets hit you know quite a few times enough to get stitched up and run to fucking mom's house um and then we have this wild wild conversation she says something that when ken arrives she said how peter her husband had to put uh, Roman's eye drops in because she doesn't like eyes. How they're like blobs of jelly rolling around in people's faces, and then she calls them face eggs. Just absolutely insane. Shout out to the writing, the writing of this show. Okay, uh, it, 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 people need to pay the writers. This writer strike needs to end, and they need to get paid because the quality and just everything in TV and movies is going to go down so bad if this can't get worked out. And it's just lazy on the people that run shit and have all the money to not, to not work this out and pay people what they are deserved for their labor, for their work, for what they bring to the table. It's just literally insane. I don't know how long they intend to let this go on, but people are going to strike and it'll go on go on as long as it needs to, but uh it just blows my mind that the heads of these studios and fucking places uh refuse to make this right, refuse to actually do the right thing here. It's it's literally insane. Um so anyways, so rant over. Um uh Ken is still calling Stewie. Uh let's see. Oh, thinks um thinks he's going to get him to vote no. uh, And then tells him, Oh, I was going to say, Carolyn says the face eggs thing, I think to Shiv. Um, Ken hasn't showed up yet. By the time he shows up, um, he is, uh, he tells Stewie on the phone that the hunt for red October is over and that he's got Rome, blah, blah, blah. Um, And then when he shows up, he's immediately aggressive with Roman, um, yells at him you promised you wouldn't change your mind on this and roman is just like couldn't give two fucking shits he walks away um shiv explains to caroline that kendall is losing his votes and asks if he needs to make some calls and ken decides to uh stay um and caroline's caroline doesn't want to get involved in any of this shit she's just that kind of mom whatever that kind of mom is and um from there, uh, he just, it's just Ken, he just is trying to get in there and get in there and get in there. And it's like, he's doing the the opposite of, of finessing, of working, of oiling, whatever it is he needs, whatever parts he needs to get moving for his, his, you know, voting no on everything. He's doing the opposite. He's abrasive. Um, and that, totally turns Roman off. He's already in a weird place and yeah. Um then we get Matson and Tom uh together at the art gallery and Lucas is like, what do you think? And fucking Tom is like, Well the colors go well. And um and Lucas walks away and um uh fucking he basically tells Greg is hanging around too tells Greg that he like needs to help get in there with the social aspect of everything and um, still thinks he's getting gonna get shit canned Uh, I think he says something like is he planning to kill me Um, and we find out that Greg uh, uh, he tells Greg that Greg is fucked um, that his $200,000 a year salary for being a personal assistant to Tom is probably gonna go down to like 40k 60k something and uh he he calls him the highest paid assistant in history which is just like insane uh but this is all part of the vibe check and eventually this is going to lead into the dinner scene um where Matson is basically going to tell him that he wants him to be CEO I think he calls it Logan Mark II but this time sexy uh then we're back at Caroline's um Ken tells Shiv that he has Stewie and that, uh, that, that apparently Lucas is talking to other people about being CEO. Um, she's still under the impression that it's her. She thinks that Ken is just bluffing, um, and kind of like fucks with them a little bit and is like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get you guys jobs when, when I take over, when the deal goes through. And, um, you know, she basically is like, I don't understand why you can't, um, why you can't support me on this for when I take over. And this just pisses off Ken. It, it puts a f- fire under his ass. He's not okay with it. Uh, tells her not to glow. Calls her the the Joan of Waste star. Not Joan of Arc. The Joan of Waste star. Um, and uh, says, cunt is as cunt does. Which I'm sure will turn into a meme in no time. And um, she just doesn't understand why he's mad. She's like, you guys pushed me out when your name showed up, on, you know, when dad died, when your name showed up on that piece of fucking paper, you've been pushing me out this whole time. And again, like I said, they have, it's been this back and forth and it goes back to, it goes way, way back. But if you go back to the first episode of the season, when they're doing the 100 or whatever, um, she because Roman is like are you like not in on all this and she's like yeah yeah I am but I have to keep my options open because um you know I, nobody else is gonna look out for me I have to look out for myself um and uh then we get back to the Tom and Lucas situation and they're at dinner and Matson tells Tom to pitch Tom to him and <laughs> like he tells her tells him you know, I I'm a grinder. I'm a warrior. I follow the boss. Uh, uh when it comes to ATN, he's like, people want what they want. It's not for me to tell them. You know, have what their political fucking ideal ideology should be. I just give the customer what they want. And um, Lucas explains that he doesn't want to be told what to do. That he's got the ideas didn't like when shiv was pushy with the india numbers and um you know at this point basically he does not need her name around anymore uh apparently it was easy for him he didn't realize how easy easy the political thing would would go uh you know obviously he's got it in good with Mankin, and um and uh uh, the yeah, the political ties. He's what did he say? It's easy. It's easy, and he needs somebody who's gonna listen to him and uh and feed off of his ideas versus the opposite. Um, he uh, tells Tom in the most random weird way ever. The Alexander Skarsgard is fucking insane as this character. Okay, he eats up every scene that he's in, and he's just big and menacing but then he could be kind of quiet sometimes and it's just uh you know from eric northman to this uh what was he He was also in little big lies i'm thinking hbo wise he's been in this hbo family for quite some time um so you know when he shows up you're gonna get a fucking good performance um and uh awkwardly tells tom that you know with shiv they're clickety clackety and you know, that if the, if, if everything, if she wasn't pregnant, he'd like to fuck her and, and that she'd probably like to fuck him too, but obviously that's not going to happen. And, you know, it'd probably be best that if she wasn't around, so he doesn't get into trouble, which is just bullshit. (laughs) Uh, such a fucking man thing to say. I can't have the hot girl around because I don't trust myself with her. Like fucking grow up. Okay. Um, and so rather than getting um, so he wants to get the guy that put the baby inside her instead of the baby lady and tells Tom that, uh, you know, he needs the American American CEO or no, he needs an American to not scare the horses away. Uh, and he's not looking for a partner. He needs a front man, an empty suit uh, and. Um, uh a pain sponge and tom is more than willing to be that to do that and tom will always gravitate to the most powerful person the person that's not going to get fucked uh last season ken tried to come to tom to pull him onto his side of things and tom just was like you know ken the thing about you and this was crazy for him to tell kendall this because it was like tom's always been underneath them you know and he told kendall like I've I've seen you get fucked, and I've never seen Logan get fucked once. So I'm gonna stay with Logan, and uh, it's true. He stayed with him till the very very end. And in the funeral episode, he breaks down at the reception. He shows up to the reception, fucking tired as fuck. Tells Shiv like I'm sorry I couldn't be there, but but like I already said goodbye to him. Like I I was there on the plane with him, and and he was, and that absolutely took a toll on him and then she like is like why don't you go back to the apartment and he's like yeah really is that okay and then just was kind of uh you know pretty cold to her after that um and you know especially on the phone call when she asked if they could make it work um but uh we get this you know tom tells him that he can do it uh and then Matson says logan mark too but this time he's sexy and i i'm not quite sure if he was talking if Mattson was talking about himself or if he was talking about Tom. It seems like on Twitter there's a little like back and forth on that. Um, But either way it's crazy. So um, uh, Lucas asks if they want to do shots. He leaves to go get shots. Greg comes in, asks if he's keeping the job. And Tom tells him, we're going to be okay. And then we have Greg using the translator app uh, finds out that Shiv will not be picked for CEO, um, and, uh, eventually he tells Ken. Now we have the kids back at dinner at mommy's house. Uh, she tells them that she thinks they should sell, start a new chapter, that she's always wanted that for them to kind of go their own way and split up from the whole Waystar stuff. Take your money and go, you know, (laughs) but nobody wants to do that. And, um, uh fucking tells them (laughs) that fucking peter her husband has a a pitch for them basically and they're like oh fuck and he comes in and tells them this line is wild he tells them that the that the margins are creamy or that there's creamy margins it's just fucking gross okay and this is when greg uh this is when ken gets the call from greg about the shiv news with lucas and asks for something big in return and wants to quad it up. You know, not just the three of you, but pull me in. I want to be on, like, sibling-level shit. I don't want to be just, you know, like, Cousin Greg anymore. And Ken calls somebody else to kind of confirm it. And I don't know if he called Hugo or Carolina, but he called somebody and asked if Lucas was talking with other people. Uh, Ken comes back to the dinner, wrangles up Shiv and Roman, tells them that he's had it confirmed, uh, from few people that Lucas is looking at other CEOs tells Shiv to confirm it. Uh, she calls Lucas doesn't answer. Um, and then Ken tells her to call Carolina and, and she sees, she gets a copy of the draft of the deal and, uh, where the, the CEO part would have her name. It just has a bunch of X's on it. Um, and yeah, so they don't know who it is yet, but it's not going to be her. So she comes back and tells Ken uh she's fucking furious. She first she thinks this is just like a move, a tactic that he's fucking with her and she's so fucking pissed and upset. She's like, "Don't look at me. Like don't fucking look at me." And um they all decide to call the Telus dude, tells him um he tells them that Lucas doesn't um doesn't need the Roy name anymore. He's got enough traction and power on his own that he has the chops. That 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 it is what it is, and that if the three come together with this like voting block, they can they can hopefully get enough votes to block the deal. Um, and then uh, he tells them that they are going to need to pick one person as that they would choose for CEO one head, one crown, one King and Kendall insists it should be him. And, you know, Rome goes off on this. Roman decides to tell them that, um, that, Oh God, what was it? The episode before Logan dies, we see, even though Rome was supposed to be with the fucking siblings, uh, he's been talking to Logan, he goes to Logan's house and he tells Rome or he tells Ken and Shiv that dad said it was going to be me. And Shiv is like, well, he also told me that it was going to be me as well. And Rome is like, well, he told me last. And, uh, you know, Ken Ken says, hey, hey, uh, you know, just so you guys know, when I was seven, dad took me to the fucking, um, to the... Uh, candy kitchen i think in bridgehampton and uh told him that it was going to be him that it was always going to be him yada yada and rome is like picks or it didn't happen and uh so all the three of them are kind of just like hey we've all been told that it was supposed to be me me or me and um uh kendall was like like i said he's he told me first uh rome's like well he told me last And, um, Ken pulls that Logan thing again and tells him, well, you fucking shrank into yourself at the funeral. Uh, and Roman was like, again, okay, so I fucking broke down at my dad's funeral. Like, that's normal. And he's like, does that mean I'm like fucked forever? And Kendall tells him, maybe, maybe. Um, and that probably makes you a good person and maybe I'm a business psycho and, says that this job kills you and um Shiv uh says what about me Ken responds no do it's not, like the optics wouldn't look good you were literally on Matson's side earlier today like it's not going to make sense for you to be voting no and for you to be CEO um and uh And, uh, Roman at this point has left for a hot minute and Ken says Rome is pathetic and he might flop. And so it has to be Ken. We got to do a reverse Viking thing on this. And, um, and, uh, Shiv's kind of left wondering, Roman's kind of left wondering like what the fuck to do. And they all go for a nighttime swim (laughs) and, um, before Rome and Shiv decide to go with Kendall and to anoint him, they first contemplate uh voting yes. Like why? Sh- maybe we should just sell, and they decide no. It's best to lock the deal, and keep this for ourselves rather than giving it to somebody else. And um, Ken is kind of on this like dock out there in the water. They swim up to him. And tell him, like, yep, all right, it's you, we anoint you. And Kendall fucking, his face lights up, and he's, like, fucking ready to go. He says, happy Ken. And then we get this crazy kitchen scene where they are, like, meal for a king, meal for a king. And they're taking all this crazy shit out of the fridge, putting it into the blender, um, you know, he ends up drinking it, Roman pours it on his head, the mom comes in at one point and is like, not Peter's cheese, and she leaves, and fucking Roman starts licking it, and Ken is like, don't go down on Peter's cheese, and it's just this, like, wonderful sibling, almost like they're kids again, again, Ken has just got that twinkle in his eye, and, um, and it's just happiness, and you know, since we're you know, halfway through the episode, that this will not stand, this will not maintain, that this will be ending the opposite of whatever we are feeling right now. And so it does. Um, next, we see them landing in the private jets again. And it's so funny. They land back in New York or wherever the fuck this airport is and all three of them take separate cars to go back to Logan What what is now Connor's apartment not enough Connor in this episode I will say I the con heads will not be pleased okay but I n- understand that they can only fit so much in this hour and a half I'm thankful that we had a proper hour and a half finale okay if a show is going to fucking end and be done forever give us a fucking hour and a half to let it end so very grateful for that and uh, they get to the apartment, and Connor um, is going to have them put a sticker on anything that they want. Willa pretty want. Willa pretty much wants most of it to go. She's got a, a cow print couch coming in, so the aesthetic of this apartment is going to completely change. It is not even going to be close to what like Logan and Marsha had going uh, for them. And it's clear that Connor's going to be going to uh, Slovenia. They're going to do this long distance thing. She's got a play coming up, yada, yada. Uh, They go into, I think, the dining room. And there's a video of Logan uh, having a dinner at the house. I think Connor calls it a virtual dinner. And all of them sit down and watch this very nice, lovely dinner where Carl ends up singing and Jerry, I think, tells the dirty limerick and Carrie is sitting with Logan, you know, clutching onto his arm. And it just seemed like a very nice, personal, friendly, warm dinner that it's kind of a side that we didn't see too much of with uh, Logan. And they're all crying. You know, Roman's upset. And um, then Tom, we see Tom going to talk to Shiv. And he kind of tells her, like, you know, maybe she should vote the, or she should put the vote through, like vote yes. Like, he can clearly see that she's now on, you know, Ken's side, ready to vote no. And, um, uh, um, oh my God, what did I write in my notes here? Um, I think she asks him if he's getting canned and tells him, um, uh, he tells, um, shiv that the ceo position is fucked and um hold on a second i kind of like stumbled here in my notes um oh yeah 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 okay i know where we're going here with this um uh she tells him i thought she tells okay anyways let me go back here okay She tells him that the CEO position is fucked, that they heard from Greg that it is, you know, not going to be her. And, um, and right there, she let out some information to Tom. Now Tom knows that Greg is the one leaking information to team Ken. And, um, Tom kind of is like, well, well, who, who do you think it'll be? And, um, you know, and that's when he's kind of like, well, maybe you should vote it through. And 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 she's kind of like, like, what the fuck, you know, and she's kind of like sort of picking up the pieces, you know, her her the, the gears in her mind are turning and she's kind of slowly figuring it out. And then he just point blank goes, yeah, uh, Shiv, I should uh, should probably tell you that uh it's uh it's going to be me. And she's like, you? Oh, they went with, like, I think she says, like, with the empty suit. And fucking, again, Sarah fucking Snoke's face just immediately red, fucking pissed. And she's like, good luck. Good luck, motherfucker. And fucking, in her beautiful black suit, fucking, hauls ass to Ken and Rome and is like, let's go. Let's run the numbers. Like, it's time to fucking, like, game on, Okay. And uh, then Tom is like, uh, Greg, uh, can I have a word? Pulls him into the bathroom. Not the same bathroom where Kendall had one of his crazy meltdowns a few seasons before. Uh, but they start uh, uh, they start fighting. He basically tells them that, like, I know that you're the one that told them about the CEO thing. And uh, Greg slaps him. He pushes him. And it's so funny. In the show, there's only been two people taller than Tom. Like, fucking Matthew McFadyen. And- is a very tall, as Shiv calls him, broad man. But, like, Matson, Alexander Skard, Skard, is just a little bit taller, a little bit broader. And then, and then Greg is just, like, just fucking taller than everybody. And so as, as, as taller as Greg is, Tom really holds his own here, and they just kind of wrestle with each other for a minute. And um, Tom goes to leave, go out the elevator, calls Lucas and says, uh, big fucking problem. Then we get this wild, very short, quick scene with Maxon coming into his room. uh, Fucking, he says, wake up, zombies. I want to see some fucking phones. Uh, Call Frank, call Frank. Just telling every, like, getting everybody jacked up. And then he screams, Ebba! And he's just, like, literally like a fucking Viking going into war, ready to go. And it just, like, you can't help but get a little bit jacked up after that scene. Everybody arrives to Waystar. Uh, Stewie, I guess, is still a little bit wobbly. Uh, Carolina goes up to everybody kind of goes into their little offices. Ken goes into Logan's office um, and going down the hall. Carolina comes up to Shiv and uh, and, you know, Carolina's kind of under the impression that they're going to have more votes to vote no. And uh, she kind of says congrats to Roman and then to Shiv. She's like, well, you know, if this, like, goes through, um, you know, maybe you could fucking fire Hugo, you know? Just want to plant the seed. And Shiv's like, oh, okay, all right. And um, they all come together in Logan's office. We get Stewie. We get Stewie back, and we've got this crazy dialogue between him and Ken. Uh, Stewie is like, I'm a complicated man. I like weird sex and bad drugs. And then Ken is like... I mean, Stewie is, like, biconic at, at, at this fucking point. And uh, Ken is like, you're not complicated. You like pancakes and waffles and kissing guys on Molly. Uh, you're grilled cheese with a suck dick. Something along those fucking lines. And this, to me, and to a lot of people, was the turning point. Ken fucking goes to put his feet... He's already sitting down in Logan's chair, which I think kind of fucks with Roman and Shiv like a little bit. But when he puts the feet up upon the desk, Shiv's face changes, falls a little bit. And I think this is where things start to turn and change. Uh, You know, they all leave. It's just Roman and Ken. And we get this, you know, Logan vibe again from Ken. Roman's kind of looking at himself out of stitches and I, I couldn't really read this scene all this much but he breaks down and he's like could have it been me like why couldn't it have been me like I could have done this and um like why isn't it me and then they they get this weird hug where like where like Rome is pushing his head into Kendall and Kendall's kind of like holding on to him tight and his fucking stitches pop so again with the masochistic thing like it just like and then fucking Ken says like I love you and then Roman says I fucking hate you and that was like it. It just was really weird. Um the vote begins um uh Kendall tells them that the deal is bad doesn't really care to give any specifics but we've got Sandy and Sandy we got Hope Davis and her dad uh we've got Ewan Logan's brother in there we've got Frank who's like ready to vote fucking yes on the deal and then a couple random board members that I don't think we've hardly ever really seen and um you know uh we we get everybody co- coming around voting yes voting yes voting no Kendall uh Ewan votes no what does he says first do no harm i vote nay And then we get Stewie delivering a beautiful fucking line. He's like, Team Ken, baby. I vote no. And then Roman, all Roman can do is basically just say, nope. (laughs) Um, And uh, it comes down to Shiv. And Shiv is the tiebreaker. And Shiv. um, uh, Oh, Kendall does tell them before the vote, if you if you vote. It's the deal through. You're gonna have to fire me and find find somebody else to bring in the deal. Like obviously, um, so the vote's six to six. Shiv leaves the room, says she needs a minute. Ken immediately chases after her again in his very abrasive, aggressive, you know, doesn't care for personal space fucking thing. And um, she says, "I, I, I, I may have, I might have changed my mind," and literally. Logan says that almost verbatim in that first episode when Kendall was like, wait a second, I'm supposed to come in as like, see, like you're supposed to be stepping down today. And Logan is like, I, I've changed my mind. It's the same thing. So it's like a flashback. And to get into like, you know, you do in a way feel bad for Kendall because he you know he was legit promised this his you know in the in the first you know season that first episode it, it, there was this whole plan for it and and was taken away from him and it's you know constantly having things promised to you and then taken away which is like it's never fun it's a it's a mind fuck it, it breaks you down it could break you into a million fucking pieces and that's what's happening here and um He's he's He says, like, I'm uh, built for one thing. And if I can't do this, I'll probably die. And Shiv is just like, you're fucking insane, dude. And he begs her. She says she doesn't think that he'll be good for it. And everybody in the boardroom can kind of hear what's going on. The voices get, you know, Kendall's voice gets louder and louder. And everything is glass. So it's like... Everybody can see what's going on. Everybody can pretty much hear what's going on. Stewie gets up at one point And is just, like, looking at this happen. It's these little things that happen in the background. Like, um, at the tailgate party. When, like, Connor tells fucking Roman, like, literally there's one person in this room that doesn't think I'm a joke. And it's Willa. And fucking Matson was in the background, like, pointing at himself. Like, I don't think you're a joke. It's just crazy. And, um, Roman comes in. And, um... Uh, just kind of just begs her like come on Shiv just go back in there and vote like he I don't even think Roman cares what she's how she's gonna vote just like let's just he just wants this to be done like Roman's just done like if it can't be me I just I just want it to be done and uh she tells Ken like you can't do it because you killed someone and she says it in this way like her fucking face dude there's been so much back and forth on like did Shiv do this To free everybody, did she do it only for her own gain? Did she, you know, choose Tom because of the baby, this and that? And Jesse Armstrong, the showrunner, creator, blah blah blah, writer of the show, said that she just couldn't. It just couldn't be Ken. Like that's what it comes down to for these siblings. They just can't see the other one doing it, and the look on her face is almost like like a little kid, like. Like, like, oh, mom said you can't do it or dad because dad said or because so and so. But like, like, I've got like, I've got the power here and you can't do it because you fucking killed somebody. And he says, like, he kind of stammers and he's like, which? And Roman is like, wait, what the fuck? He goes, what do you mean, which? Like, because you've killed so many people, you can't remember which one. And Ken just breaks down and is like, and not breaks down, cries, but he's just this whole scene where he's like, I, I, it was a false memory. I wasn't even really in the car. Like, it didn't really happen with the whole waiter story. And he's like, begging them both, like, to, like, like, come on, Shiv, just vote no. And she's like, and, and Roman is like, absolutely not. You can see Roman's already regretting voting no. His vote already went through, so it doesn't matter. But, um, but for Shiv, she's just like, I love you, but I can't stomach you. And then Kendall just flips out. He's like, it's disgusting. This is disgusting. And starts screaming, I'm the eldest boy. And she just starts laughing like you're fucking delusional. And you just see this complete breaking down of whatever, whatever smoothness or power kendall had it's gone he's just like a petulant little child screaming into the void um and he's not the eldest boy he's the fucking second son okay the second son in this family say what you will about fucking connor our first our beloved first pancake kendall is the second son and um this is when roman says one of the nastiest things i think he's ever said on the show and basically, is like, well, Shiv's, you know, sh- Shiv's the bloodline, and Kendall's like, what, what? Like, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the bloodline. We're both the bloodline, and Rome's like, eh, well, that's not really what Dad thought, and Kendall was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Almost like, don't even say what you're about to say, but also say it, motherfucker. And Rome is like, well, Dad never really saw yours, you know, basically as, as, as as real, you know, calls them a couple of randos. And he's like, what the fuck do you mean? And he goes, well, and he says something shitty about Sophie being adopted and about how Iverson is most likely, uh, he says half Rava, half some filing cabinet guy, which implies that they had some kind of sperm donor in vitro thing. And of course, Logan being as fucking awful as he is, wouldn't properly view these kids as his own. And it's disgusting, and it's deplorable, and despicable, and just absolutely not right. But fucking Kendall freaks, dude. Puts his hands on Roman's throat, on his face. You almost think, like, I was like, is this gonna be a mountain fucking Oberyn Martell scene? Is it like, is it gonna fucking pop out the face eggs of Roman here? And, um... Shiv is just like, I'm fucking done. Like, she goes to leave, and Kendall goes after her. And then in, like, the protective brother way of Roman, he's like, she's pregnant, you piece of shit. Like, don't fucking touch her. And she tells him, like, don't you fucking touch me. And it's like, damn right, don't fucking touch her, Kendall. She's fucking pregnant, and that's your sister. Like, fuck you. And she goes off to go vote yes. And uh, and um, just, like... It's just Kendall and him, and their book. Kendall's hair is all ruffled up, and he's all red around his neck and shit. And um, and Roman sitting on the table, just like how we did in the first episode of this series. He 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 tells everybody that in that first episode, he's in Logan's office, and Kendall's in there, and he's like, "Look at all this bullshit," and he's like, <laughs> uh, "He." in this sad broken way. It was just like, this is all bullshit. It's nothing. You're bullshit. I'm bullshit. She's bullshit. It's it's just nothing. It's nothing. And Kendall goes in there, straightens himself up, goes back in there. And Frank just tells him, It's done. It's it's done. It's done. And Kendall leaves down the elevator. Didn't go up it. And at this moment you're just thinking that any moment we're gonna see Kendall jump off the building jump into the fucking Hudson River, run in front of a fucking bus, something. It's it's there. It's so dark. It's so low where he's at that like, you know, and Jeremy uh, 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 Strong, I get, Jesse Armstrong and Jeremy Strong. I hate to get them confused. Um, I don't get them confused, but their names are so similar. Um, Jeremy said that, you know, for him, there is no going back for Kendall. This is the lowest of the low. He's he's in this perpetual loop, and that Jesse Armstrong has stated before that he doesn't really believe people can change, and um, and that there's nothing left for Kendall. That like maybe he kills himself, and and I'll get to the, his end scene here, but um, so the deal goes through lucas now owns all of waystar atn included tom comes comes in with his fucking team we saw jerry before and that kind of i think shook roman a little bit before that weird hug with him and kendall he's like why is she here what's she fucking doing here um and uh uh um yeah and uh yeah like i said um um Oh, I can turn my page now. I'm on my last page of notes. Um, I wrote five and a half, five and a half pages of notes here. So yeah, we got Tom coming in, new CEO, Frank and Carl. They've got their golden parachutes, but I think it's Carl or one of them looks at each other, um, and is like, or maybe one last rodeo, but no fucking Lucas is going to fucking shit can him. But that's fine because they have their golden parachute and they're going to get payouts and it's going to be fine. Um... Stewie comes up to Tom and is like, I'm thrilled for you, which I'm sure he's fucking not. Uh, Hugo tells Tom, he tries to get his slimy ass in there and is like, uh, let's chat. And Tom just kind of doesn't even look at him, looks above him and is like, where's Carolina? And Hugo's like, uh, uh, Carolina? Uh, uh, <clears throat> it's like, bye, Hugo. You're done, bitch. And uh, Greg comes in and is like, congratulations. Uh, Tom tells him that he's, uh, that Jerry's going to be staying in because she's not afraid of the dark and Frank is dead, Carl's dead and Greg Quadman uh, is um going to be able to stay per Tom. Tom is like, um, I got you. And it's kind of a sinister way that he says it. It's not like, oh, I got your back. It's like, no, I, I own you. I possess you. I got you. You fucking went to fuck me. You, you, you know, you went behind my back your mind now and he puts a fucking sticker from Logan's apartment that was meant to you know put your claim on an object puts it on Greg's fucking forehead okay and uh yeah very sinister um Roman has to sign and take a picture with Lucas with the transition to complete the ceremony Frank says this is part of being CEO whatever like well the end of being it and um because i forgot technically ken and rome like in the interim after logan dying that they both were and that's like one of the first times shiv's shiv kind of gets cut out of everything um because there couldn't be three ceos which whatever um and uh he goes in there he takes his picture and he fucking bounces like he's like i said he's done roman is done uh Lucas is like joking around what's the return policy on this he's all turtlenecked up fucking looking good very Swedish um and then as Roman leaves he goes love you Roman so he's always trolling fucking always making little jokes he says it's Jesus and his disciples and uh says even Judas is in the room talking about Greg okay and um does a photo op with uh with his team with Ebba and Oscar and um Shiv is kind of just standing outside of the room and Tom tells her, like, I have a car coming in 20, like, if you, if you want. And, uh, we see the last of Roman at a bar, sitting by himself, drinking a martini, dirty martini. It looked pretty clear. It didn't look that dirty. Um, but that was Jerry's drink. Like, I think the last time we saw Jerry drinking something, that was her drink. So in my mind, I like to think that, like, maybe Jerry was going to show up and hang out with him, but... That's fan fiction in my head. Um, And he kind of just has this slight little bit of a smile, kind of similar to Logan in the finale of season two, when, when Kendall was supposed to do that press conference and go to jail. And then he flipped and was like, no, my dad's a fucking malignant presence and blah, 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 blah. And fucking, you know, for the first time, Logan kind of maybe sees this killer aspect to Kendall and has this really just sliver of a smile and that's kind of what roman has and roman's out he's free he's got his money he can basically do whatever the fuck he wants now okay um just lacking that power aspect you know um tom and shiv get into the car she says congrats he goes no oh no 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 and he puts his hand out, which again, Matthew McFadden with the hand fucking gestures, is very Darcy. Very opposite. This was very opposite of what Darcy does with the fucking clenched fist in Pride and Prejudice. Um, open hand, puts his palm out, and she just as limply as possible barely, barely puts her hand in his. And that's fucking it. So, in the long run, you know, it's like it's crazy when you go to have a kid you you have your immediate family but then once you go to have a kid your immediate family changes it's it's the baby and whoever the other parent is that's parenting with you the father mother whatever whatever kind of relationship you're in and and it's it's like I just remember that kind of switch in my life of being like oh yeah you go from having like mom and dad to being like now your mom and dad you know what i mean and so her choice here again is not supposed to be some big noble thing it's basically it's as much as it is i can't see can it's like uh in uh the rise of skywalker with general hux he's like uh i don't care if you win it's like Uh, I just want Kylo Ren to lose it was sort of like I just just couldn't have Kendall do it but at the same time she's got this baby coming the father of this baby her fucking husband still is now number one in charge whether whatever you want to call it a puppet tied to strings an empty suit you know Tom could get fired tomorrow for all that we know I don't think that's going to happen I think he's got a pretty good fucking alliance with Lucas um and and Tom was the one that called the fucking election. Uh probably shouldn't have, but he did. And so Mankin knows that. Lucas knows that. So he's got it in good with some pretty fucking powerful people, which Shiv called him servile in that in that fight. And he's servile to whoever's the one in power, the one that's gonna fucking look after him. And so now she is in this. Some people said maybe she'll be a lady Macbeth. I don't think that's going to happen. Their power dynamic has flipped. He's the number one in charge and she is going to have to live under his wing. It's going to be completely different for the two of them. And it is whatever it is. She's got her own family to take care of now outside of her brothers. And she chose her new immediate family. And it just is what it is. Uh, And, uh, then we get Kendall and I believe what is battery park, um, Colin walking behind him, like the old grim reaper. And he sits down on a bench, very, very reminiscent to Michael Corleone in, at the Tahoe house at the end of Godfather two, um, despondent, utterly alone, dead eyed. Just where do you go from here? And I thought he was going to fucking go off that barrier and throw himself into the fucking ocean, river, whatever that body of water is. Kendall and the bodies of water have been a huge thing throughout this entire series. He almost kills himself in the pool in the in the Italy episode uh, in season three. The waiter got killed in, in the water. Um, He baptizes himself in the Pacific Ocean after the L.A. episode, after the shareholder meeting in this season. And now he's just swallowed up by it again. Not literally, but just figuratively. Um, And Jeremy Strong did say that they did a take where he went to the barrier and went to put himself over. And the actor that plays Colin ran over to him right away. Like, what the fuck? But... Jesse Armstrong decided, and Mark Mylod is the director of this episode, they obviously decided... We don't really need to show it. We can imply it. Whatever happens with Kendall from here. I've seen some people joke around on Twitter and like stuff be like, oh, well, what Kendall does now is he he goes to the theater and starts running a theater company. What he's always what he's always should have done. Or he ends up with Stewie and blah, 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 whatever. And some people being like, oh, it's going to be real funny at the next Waste our Royco banquet or party or ball or whatever the fuck that they have when Roman shows up as someone's plus one and Kendall shows up as someone's plus one. I've seen funny things about Kendall beefing with Shiv's baby. Um, I finally made it to succession TikTok after the finale. I've been watching the show since its very fucking beginning and I've had TikTok for I don't know three years now and finally The first time I've had a single fucking succession thing show up in my algorithm, it's as soon as the show ended. So um, I've just been on, I've just been nonstop seeing Tom edits, Kendall edits. um, You know, we've had throughout the, even in the credits of the show with that beautiful, um, the beautiful theme for the whole show. We had this back of the head imagery we get it with Kendall a lot we've had it with Logan a lot and uh in retrospect we've had it with um with uh Tom a lot as well and when Tom said hey I'll I'll be the one I'll I'll go to jail um you know we saw him that one time in season two eating Logan's chicken and says thank you for eating or thank you thank you for the chicken and then Logan tells Shiv like what's next his cock and my potato salad and um when when Logan picked Kendall to be the face that would probably go to jail for the company and then Lo- and then Kendall flipped on that in season 3 at one point Tom offers himself up to Logan and Logan goes kind of like well what do you want in in return and um and and Tom is like Noth- nothing I'm just putting myself out there. And it's pretty clear that Logan is like, well, I'm going to remember this. And as much as like, um, there was something from season two, the Boar on the floor episode. Logan tells Tom to keep his mouth shut, um, until he's ready to tell him he's got a grandson on the way. And then he says, or are you shooting blinks? And Kendall is in the background of that scene a little bit. And it's, it's clear from the shitty thing that Roman said about Kendall's kids that, obviously Kendall must be sterile if if they had to have somebody come in and just whatever with rob a a sperm donor or something so this bloodline thing whatever has just like it's just icky and nasty and it's just like always something in Logan's brain and I think at one point Tom just went from being the fucking fathoms below his daughter, the husband she married, just so she didn't have to deal with anybody telling her what to do. And she could be above somebody the whole time. He kind of respected and appreciated Tom, especially through that last season three. And then in that finale of season three, Tom being the one to give him the information about the kids and betraying Shiv and him putting his arm on on Tom as he left the room after that big-ass fight with the kids and whatnot. Um, and then Tom's kind of been around him this whole time, up until the third episode of this season when Logan dies on the plane. Tom's there with him. Again, Luke, he's the one that works the most. He's the only one that we really see truly working throughout this whole series. And um, Lucas, that was not something it was not Lucas saw that and um, you know he could have picked just about any anybody for this American CEO position to be his puppet pain sponge whatever but uh, for the time being for now their alliance seems to be pretty strong and you know that's where that's what Shiv went with as much as she got betrayed by Lucas she is still in this dynamic somehow so that is the finale, my friends. We did it. We made it. Um, I apologize for, um, not getting the, not doing full episodes on the election and funeral episode, but I was happy to get into them a little bit at the beginning of this episode. Um, I'm just having, like, I have ADHD and I take medication for it, but, like, I just... I've been having a real hard time retaining things like over the last several months, almost like for a while now. Like I have to write like really extensive notes and I still forget shit. So and I get lost in the notes, too. So I've been doing my best. Um, but yeah, that is Succession, one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, we've gotten so many bangers. Uh, you can't make a tomlet without breaking a few Gregs uh, if it is to be said, uh, so be it, uh, fucking, just, there's so many more, there's just, the, the the chicken, (laughs) everything, everything, the Stewie and Kendall's relationship, uh, Kendall in season two, um, fucking the, that, I think it was the Austerlitz episode when they're at Connor's ranch for the family therapy and Kendall goes back off the rails he's at that bar and he i think this is probably maybe my favorite episode and he goes to get some sparkling water and eventually gets a double double uh smirnoff on the rocks and meets meets a couple guys at the bar He's like, oh, I heard you guys killed my brother's dog. And the next thing you know, he's fucking smoking meth with them in this fucking random house with wolf fucking pictures on the wall and uh, experiment successful, coming back to Connor's house, banging on the window, and family therapy, family therapy. And you get this gnarly fucking interaction between him and Logan. Logan comes after him and is like, you're just fucking jealous of us because you can't fathom... That, like, you gave us a fucking good life. You're jealous of what you gave us. Like, how fucking sick is that? And, like, that happens in all kinds of different dynamics of families. Parents not being able to wrap their head around what they've given their children or how much easier it's been for their children than it was for them. I had to survive to help you thrive. And it's, like, this whole family dynamic has been one complicated thing, but... um you know, nothing's better than when all the kids would come together. Um, you know, Connor was the closest to an actual dad figure that they had. Um, you know, so the con heads would be proud of the Conheads would be proud of him. Um, but yeah, I've I've loved this show. I'm highly appreciative. And it's insanely rewatchable. I mean, there are some bleak. Dark ass episodes, but, um, I, I do see myself rewatching this quite often throughout the years, even though it's all said and done and wrapped up nice and neatly with the tight, with a real tight bow. Um, I've just loved it. So thank you for coming on this succession journey for me. Um, I, for this podcast, I did, uh, an episode, a podcast episode for, uh, everything in season three for every episode in season three, you can find uh, a, a podcast episode here um, on that. And uh, I missed a few for this season, but try to catch up my best with the, with the you know next episode coming up. And um, yeah, I've just, I've loved this ride and thank you for coming along with me on it. So uh, with that being said, uh, happy pride month to everybody out there. Uh, These times are dark and they are heavy and there's a lot of crazy shit going on in this country. Stay strong. Stay vigilant. Don't let any fucking weird right wingers uh, tell you otherwise. You're beautiful. You're valid. And, uh, um, you know, pride is also a protest. It's a time to be it's time to celebrate, but it's also a time to stand up and not let anybody fuck around with us. So uh, thank you for being here. And uh stay stay healthy, stay strong, stay safe out safe out there, and uh I will see you for the next episode of Curiosity Kill the Cat. I'm not sure what it'll be. Um I have been binge watching a lot of shows lately. Uh, real quick, I I'm kind of thinking about doing a uh TV episode here, kind of getting into some of um some of the new shows that I've been watching and taking in. I got a little list right here. Um uh I watched all of Daisy Jones and the Sixth. I've been watching Silo. I watched all of Love and Death uh, with Elizabeth Olsen and Jesse Plemons on HBO. Uh made the big mistake of watching Paramount Plus's show version of Fatal Attraction. That show was insane. I don't know why I kept watching it, but I did. Uh uh I've been watching some Apple stuff, extrapolations with uh Kit Harington uh Edward Norton was on it uh Sienna Miller a bunch of random people uh uh in it I fucking um Toby Maguire was in an episode with Marion Cotillard and uh Forest Whitaker a lot of random people good people weird show got all the way through it um watched the stand which came out a few years ago like right when fucking covid hit and the show was literally about like most of the world dying from a disease, so it could not have come out at a more inconvenient, worse time. But uh, speaking of our boy, Alex Alexander Skarsgård, Mister Mr. Lucas Mattson himself um, plays like a version of the devil in this show. Really juicy role, really enigmatic kind of character, and and I just love seeing Alexander Skarsgård in anything. So I watched. Binge-watched that whole show, stayed up all night watching that uh, like a week or two ago. Um, but most importantly, uh, Disney Plus and National Geographic has had um, a new show on called A Small Light. And it is about the secretary uh, who helped hide the Frank family during the Holocaust, during World War II, uh, when the Nazis came and invaded. Uh, I think they were living in Amsterdam, and uh, she was the secretary to Frank, uh, Otto Frank, um, the father of Anne, of Anne Frank, and uh, it was a really well done series. Um, uh, it was it, it wasn't um, it was very intense, but it was enough that my my boys were able to watch it and follow along, and it was a really good teaching moment for them to teach them about the horrors of World War Two without getting too too graphic um, into it, and it just it just really, um, took up a huge piece of my heart. So, um, if you watch anything, watch a small light, it was really good and it was really well done. Um, but like I said, hopefully my next episode will be talking TV. Um, I have a few more shows to binge watch and get into, but, uh, yeah, that's it. So again, stay healthy and safe out there. And, uh, I hope you all have a great and wonderful rest of this week. Goodbye.